The housing minister is launching an independent review of Kainga order, citing his concerns about growing debt, which has reached $12.3 billion. Chris Bishop says Kainga order has high costs, is not efficient at building new social housing, and they have a very big backroom office. Former Prime Minister Sir Bill English will lead the review, which will report back in March next year. Joining us now in the studio is Community Housing Aotearoa Chief Executive Paul Gilbert. Kia ora. Ah, kia ora morena. What is your reaction to Chris Bishop this morning on Morning Report? Look, uh, he was mentioning debt, and debt's a really important function in the housing system in the sense that um, building new homes is super expensive, particularly given the market conditions here in New Zealand with labour shortages and and uh, materials costs and inflation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, your average household, if they were wanting to build a new home, understands that for most people you're going to need to borrow money to do that, and typically in New Zealand, uh, around 65% of the money the finance that's used to build new homes is is debt. Uh, it's no different for the state provider Kainga Order and it's no different for our community housing providers. So if we're going to build lots more houses, we're going to accrue a significant amount of debt. It's just part of the process. So you think Chris Bishop is on the money with, with looking at this review? Oh, look, I, I have every faith in Sir Bill English to conduct a thorough review and I think um, I'd be very happy to put my hand up and say that uh, our members the community housing sector, uh, they're, they're charitable entities, they're regulated by the DIA through charity services as well as um, the Community Housing Regulatory Authority. We also should be uh, subject to the same level of scrutiny and accountability and transparency because we too are accessing government funds. In this case, when we're talking about social housing, we're talking about the income-related rent subsidy uh, and we should all be held to account to deliver best value for money. Do you have concerns that with this there might come the reintroduction of, of selling state housing? Oh, look, that's a, that's an interesting question, and it's uh, a topic of, of, of hot debate when elections come around. In some ways, I think it's an unhelpful area of focus because some of the larger transfers historically have been from the state to my members, to the, commu- the charitable community housing sector. So actually, whilst you could technically say that was the sale of a state house because it's the ownership has transitioned, those homes are still being used for the purpose for which they were built housing vulnerable New Zealand across the country. So uh, I think it's a, an unhelpful conversation, to be honest. I think we need to be building lots more houses. We need consistent policy settings to drive the continuous and predictable supply of more social housing because we've got a 30-year deficit. So what do you think are the key problems with Kainga Order? Oh, look, um, we, 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 we've worked quite closely on, a, on, on some things over the years, but to be honest, the relationship, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, classify it as a partnership. I, we, we're open for that. There are lots of areas of shared interest in particular regions and particular communities where I think we could drive at far better outcomes for vulnerable households. And one example I'll give you and, and your listeners this morning is here in, here in the greater Wellington region, for example, 
we have a, uh, a placement committee operating, which is a table of all of the providers, including Kainga Order and MSD, where we sit around together and we identify who is best placed to provide the best outcome for that family at that time and that place. And, and that's an, an example of something I'd like to see growing much more in terms of focusing on outcomes, focusing on efficiency, value for money, and getting our, our vulnerable households adequately housed, because that's what, that's what we, we're here for. We believe all New Zealanders uh, deserve uh, an adequate home. How would you describe the, the pressure on the public housing system with the reality for those 25,000 households that are on, on the waiting list? Oh, look, I'm sorry to report to you that our members from Invercargill to Kaitaia and everywhere in between are saying that things have never been as, as bad as they are. We're seeing significant antisocial behaviour and other issues uh, that are directly driven by the chaos of poverty. And there is a great divide in this country between those who own property and those who don't. And, and, and the, the, the more we can focus our, our long-term policy and policy settings and funding on reducing that gap by assisting households into better tenures, and what I mean by that is less of the temporary insecure, unstable and expensive tenures such as emergency housing and into more permanent tenure such as social housing, the better off we will all be because we're all in this together and, and um, I'm deeply concerned about the commoditization and financialization of the New Zealand housing system. We need to think of housing like infrastructure for our whānau and make sure that every New Zealander has, has a, an adequate home to live in. Tēnā Thank you very much for coming into the studio and having a chat on Morning Report. That is Community Housing Aotearoa Chief Executive Paul Gilbert.